You're listening to the Full-Time Podcast Producer, Episode 13, Part 2, where we're going to start talking about where to find clients for your podcast production business. Hey guys, welcome to the show. My name is Isaac and I am a full-time podcast producer. And this show is designed to help you wherever you're at when it comes to podcasting, whether it is enhancing your show so that it is better in whatever way you need it to be better. And also, if you are looking to leverage your podcasting skills into another source of income, well, we have you covered there too. This is part two of our conversation when it comes to client acquisition for podcasting. Now, in part one of episode 13, we talked about the pitch, did a deep dive, provided a resource. Go back and listen to that episode first. If this is your first episode of this show, go back, listen, look at those resources that I included and make sure you have your proposal outlined before you start taking on the actual pitch or the actual process of landing clients. So for this episode, there's a couple things I want to say up front. We are going to talk about different places you can go and what my experience has been with some of them when it comes to acquiring clients. But I wanted to just share a couple of thoughts first going into this. Number one, there is no magic bullet. There is no magic pill when it comes to client acquisition. If you've been in podcasting for any length of time at all, then you know you've seen those ads where someone is guaranteeing you X number of downloads or or different kinds of engagement from different places or that they can help you land whatever size growth it is you're wanting to see. In reality, those coaches and those programs that really, really do work take time, take work, take dedication, take clarity, and take a lot of trial and error before you start seeing results. That's what happens in business as well. You aren't going to start getting clients immediately. It's going to take a few attempts and doing it wrong a few times, learning a few things, and getting rejected more often than not. It's uncomfortable, but if this is something you really, really want, then you'll find a way to get through that. And that looks different for each of us. And that kind of brings me to my second point. Make sure that you have a mentor when it comes to sales. Learn sales. Whether it's you needing to start reading some books, whether it's you needing to find some YouTubers who can really help you when it comes to your approach or your personality or how it is you're wanting to build a business, I actually went through and joined a program with Peachy and Peachy over at Sell More Virtually. It was amazing. I actually went to one of their boot camps and I had an amazing experience. It was a lot of hard work, but I believe they shaved probably two years off of the whole process for me. And it was great. I'll actually link to their website down in the show notes below. If you go over there, tell them I said, hi, I do not get any money if you end up joining their program. But I do encourage you to, if not them, find some sort of mentor, someone that you look up to, whether you know them directly or not, whether you pay them or not, someone you can learn from who can teach you sales and how that applies to a virtual business like this, or if you're more in person than an in-person business like this, but find out what your sales strategy is going to be, what works for you and what works for your ideal client. So having said all of that, 
I'm just going to start going through this laundry list that I've accumulated through my own experience, through actually asking a few other podcast producers what their experience has been, and just break down each one with my experience. And if there is any that are missing on this list, do not hesitate to let me know. Go ahead, find me on LinkedIn or send me an email. Links down in the show notes below and say, Isaac, you missed one. Here it is. Here are my thoughts. You need to do another episode on this. The first place I would recommend that you look would be leads in your existing network. For some of us, that might look like different things. If you're already a VA of some sort, then you might actually already be on the path to starting to edit and produce for one existing client already. And, and that's great. You can use that as part of your portfolio and as kind of a, a launching pad for your business, what your proposal needs to look like. Maybe there's someone in their network that needs a podcast and you can kind of connect with them, just leveraging your immediate network, maybe your immediate clients and seeing what leads or resources they have for you. Now I came from radio before I got into podcasting. There, there was a time of hiatus where I had to go back and, and relearn a lot of things before I was ready to become a professional producer again. But one of the things I would do different if assuming I was able to go back and do it immediately after leaving my radio career is I would leverage all my contacts from radio and see if there was any way for me to meet potential clients through that network. And maybe that's something that you already have. If you're in an industry already as some sort of executive or as an assistant or wherever it is that you would line up in that industry, maybe start there and offer it as a new service in an industry where no one is really catering to that specific clientele yet. That's actually a strategy that has worked really, really well for us in our business, my wife and I, when it comes to using our existing clients to get more leads. We found a niche that we connect and serve really, really well. And it has led to so many more opportunities. And 2023 is looking like it's going to be really, really good for us because of this network. The second place that I would recommend that you look would be job boards. This is your Upwork. This is I guess I'd include Fiverr in there. This is your LinkedIn jobs. This is your Facebook groups where they're talking about jobs. That's kind of its own separate entity. I'll talk about that here in a second. But job boards where you know you can go on a consistent basis and find someone needing the services that you offer. When I was first starting in this business, I got my first three big clients through Upwork. Big for me at the time. Now they'd be considered probably mid to lower tier because we're taking on much bigger projects. But I mean, any client at the time was a really, really big deal for me when we were starting. But I landed those clients on Upwork and it's great. It's been great. But the part that no one really tells you about Upwork is you have to apply a lot before you actually land a gig. Every morning from about 9 till 10, if not 11, I would sit down in front of my computer and I would pitch. Some days I would pitch five gigs. Some days there weren't five gigs for me to pitch to. Some days I would pitch 10, but I would pitch and pitch and pitch. And I, I realized pretty quick that there was a ratio going on. I would pitch X number of times and I could expect to land 
X number of interviews. For me, it was probably every 10 that I went out on, I would get a request for one, maybe two sometimes interviews, and I'd make it to the next level. After that, I'd figure out how many interviews I'd actually land until I would really land a client. And I was doing it so much that I realized, based off my math, if I kept it up, I could average a client about every six weeks. And it was, for me, a long client. It's someone who's going to want reoccurring services every month for X amount of time. That's what I consider a long client. A short client would be just a one-off project that's really, really fast. But I put in the work on sites like that, and it led to a lot of opportunities. And then as my organic reach and as my organic network started to grow, and leveraging some of these other resources that I'll talk about here in a second, I was able to then build the client list that allowed us to get to full time. And it was great, but it took a lot of work and you might not have nine to 11 AM free every single day. I get it. But if you can at least sit down and you're, you might not like me saying this, but pitch for a solid hour, find the gigs, even if they've been up for a while, get in the practice, get in the experience and you'll start to see the clients come in. The next place that I would tell you to start looking, and I kind of alluded to this one already, would be podcast groups, specifically podcast production groups, if you can find them. There are a few that I'm a huge fan of. They aren't around anymore because the business that was connected to them has been shelved, hopefully just temporarily. And as soon as they come back, I'm going to be really excited and I'll, I'll make a big deal about it here on the show. But there are a few resources out there that you can access very easily. Facebook is filled with different groups and you do have to be on there on a regular basis, checking and connecting with people, building your immediate network. And that's not something that I'm super thrilled to do. I'm, I'm just not on Facebook very much. However, some people are on there all the time and it's nothing for them to get on there and just see every couple hours or so. If someone has come on wanting to talk about podcast production and get someone to come in and help with their show. Just the other day, by chance, being in a group that I'm in, I came across someone in the comments of a thread I was following needing help from a podcast producer. We started a conversation. If it goes anywhere, maybe I'll do an update on that entire client base and we could maybe do a case study together. But that is what happens when you're on these groups. Another group that I would highly recommend that I've actually landed at least one client from and and maybe a few other opportunities coming up at some point would be podpeople.com. It's a great site where a lot of different producers from different areas in audio work, it's not just podcasting, get together and are able to just talk back and forth and engage with each other and build community. And also there's a job board and it's a pretty good job board. You can also give your information to the admins and whenever they have a lead come in, they have a way of determining who is a good fit based off the information they receive and they'll let you know, hey, so-and-so needs a podcast. Based off our conversation with you and, and seeing what it is you're able to do, it sounds like it might be a good fit. Would you mind reaching out to them? I've had a great experience with them. I won't guarantee that you'll get that within your first X number of months being there, but it is a great place to be and to meet a lot of other professionals that are absolutely killing it in this market. The next one I would feel amiss if I didn't bring this up. 
I'm hesitant to because I haven't had a whole lot of success with it, but I know other people in different markets and with different approaches that have. So I'm going to go ahead and bring it up. Building your own social media presence. Now, this is something where you might feel like, oh, I don't want to be an influencer. I get you. I don't either. But if you at least have a LinkedIn that you can send people to, maybe in lieu of a website, or if you can at least build up some sort of professional profile wherever it is that you are on with social media, it's a start. You can at least have that entry-level sales funnel when it's, oh, hey, I'm going to Google Podcaster or search Podcast Producer in the Facebook engine. You'll appear in the results. But also, there are some people who have leveraged their social media presence, whether it's to build a, a big audience or not, they at least build a community that helps them find the clients that they need. They connect with people, they provide value to people, and whether or not they're trying to build a big following, they at least have that community that they can work with to find the leads that they need for their business. And that's how they grow and that's how they find clients. I know some people have had a lot of success with this. Again, it's not something that I've really invested in because my own methods with my own network work pretty well. But that might be something that you're more comfortable with. So I would highly encourage you to at least start. And if there was only one that I could suggest you get, it would be LinkedIn. You will meet a lot of professionals through LinkedIn. And it's kind of become the new database when it comes to finding service provider professionals in any given market. I don't know how to distill it much more than that. The last couple that I have on my list would be the cold call or the cold email. This is where you find the contact information for someone that you do not know personally, but know of, whether it's through just doing a quick Google search for a specific niche professional and getting that information and then following up with it. Whether it's calling them on the phone and leaving a message or asking for just a few minutes of their time when you finally get them on the phone or sending them an email two, three, four, five, six, seven times, whatever it's going to be to see if they need what it is that you offer. Now, there are templates for how to have these kind of conversations online. I'm not really going to get too far into that on this episode because different styles work for different people. Some of the people who mentored me have a style that really doesn't fit me. I'm not a bubbly personality when it comes to my email threads, and they were. So it really didn't fit. I had to change methods for me. But this is another one of those things where if you can sit down and put in an hour a day and, and it's something that you really want, you're setting aside time to find that contact information, to make those connections, to put forth the effort, you'll start to figure out just how many of those messages to that ideal client it takes you to get a follow-up how many of those follow-ups lead to a meeting how many of those meetings lead to a client it might not be a ratio that you're a huge fan of but the more you do it the closer those margins are going to be and the less time it'll take you to get a client each time it's not for everyone it makes me extremely uncomfortable for some people that doesn't bother them at all and they can kill it on the phone or through email and that gets them all the clients that they need so with that kind of caveat in there, I would say all of these are valid ways to get clients. Some of them work better than others. Some of them work better for specific people as compared to others. I would encourage you to try all of them. Figure out the hard way which ones really, really work for you and which ones don't. 
But once you start figure out what method is going to work best for you, put all of your time on that one or those two. And I mean this not as you've dismissed the others. I mean you've actually tried the others and now know which baskets to put all of your eggs in. I would also recommend that you have at least two of these working for you. For me, it would probably be leads from my network and existing clients and those job boards. And also, I'd say if I had a third, it would be cold calling, which is something I do a lot more with warm leads than I do cold leads because it feels more comfortable with warm leads. Guilty. But the common denominator for all of these avenues is the work that you put in leads to results. So with that in mind, guys, go ahead. Let me know what you thought about this episode. Let me know if you need any help when it comes to some of these things. Find me using the links in the show notes below. I would love to connect with any of you and have a conversation about where you're at in this process and and lead gen. It's not a topic that makes everyone feel good. We'd rather just get the client up front without doing the hard work. But if you need some insight, if you need at least someone to just confirm that it is possible, I'm more than happy to have that conversation with you and help you find a strategy that will work for getting you the client you need as a podcast producer. In the meantime, episodes come out every Tuesday, every Thursday. If this has been of value to you, make sure that you subscribe so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. And with that being said, guys, I will talk to you really, really soon.